Hello, my friend. This is Clyde, the Farmer's Playbook. We're looking at Galatians 6, verse 7 to 10. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. I grew up in modest circumstances in a rural community. One thing I noticed with my parents was the practice of planting things around the yard. My mother had a love for flowering plants, and those adorned the front of the yard. My father... He was more interested in planting trees that bear fruits. There were different fruit trees that provided different fruits at different seasons of the year. One year, they experimented with melon and reaped the largest and the sweetest melons I have ever seen. Our home was known for exotic mango trees and neighbors would be blessed with the premium mangoes. Oh, and how could I forget my mother's chickens? Yes, we got fresh eggs for breakfast and for baking and chicken for dinner. Those were fun days for the most part. As I read today's text, I see through my mind's eye a playbook emerging, and I want us to explore that playbook. For starters, the text borrows the analogy of a farm, but one that focuses on plants, not animals. There's a strong case for sowing and reaping, sow seeds, reap food and fruits. But I can't help but notice that the text starts off with a stern warning. Do not be deceived. God cannot be balked. That is a strong place from which to build a playbook. But the writer is taking his cue from Jesus, who on one occasion taught a great lesson of planting, but stressed the significance of the husbandman. In this case, God is the boss of the farm, and the warning to those who work on the farm is that don't fool yourself by thinking that you will fool the boss. He knows this thing inside out, and he knows the rule. Whatever you sow, that is what you will reap. In other words, let us have a class before we hit the farm. When you go out to live for Jesus, when you interact with the real world, when you do service for the kingdom of God, please get this clear. You are going to be engaging in the business of sowing and reaping. Whatever you sow, that is what you will reap. Go ahead, come up with all your kinds of examples and they all come back to the same principle. If you sow, you will reap and whatever you sow, you will reap. Do you get the impression that this opening statement is fixed? That the more fundamental question, however, is whether you want to take part in this business of sowing and reaping. Do you want to live the life of a child of God? Because if you do, please remember at all times that that life is one of sowing and reaping. How did I make the shift from the model to the real thing? Simple. The writer does not talk about the types of trees that could be planted. Rather, he states that when you plant, you are pleasing one or the other of two bosses. You can choose to plant stuff to please the flesh, or you can plant to please the spirit. This is where it gets major, and this is where things fall into place. Spirit and flesh. Flesh and spirit. 
Let us focus on planting to please the Spirit. For in case you did not realize, the writer is directing you to live your life so that God, the Holy Spirit who lives inside of you, will be pleased. And the result of that is that you will reap eternal life. Is that what this is all about? (laughs) What were you thinking? Plant, therefore, in a manner that you are not just doing like Cain in Genesis 4, in which he did his own thing. To do that is to plant to please the flesh. Do not embrace the spirit of Cain because that attitude makes you focus on pleasing your flesh and that is simply described as living in the flesh and living in the flesh is sin, sin, sin. Whatever name you call it, it is sin. On this farm, if you plant to please flesh, you are bound to reap destruction, eternal separation from God. On the other hand, if you plant to please the Spirit, then you are guaranteed to reap eternal life, living with God in heaven forever. That is the harvest that every wise farmer looks forward to. So remember, he's not giving you a list of fruit trees to plant. Instead, he gives you one major plant. It's called doing good. Doing good involves loving people unselfishly. Doing good involves being a servant. Remember when Jesus washed his disciples' feet? He told them to do that in future to others. Doing good involves pleasing God. You please God when you follow what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. Can we just acknowledge that doing good counts? Because doing good is a guarantee that the outcome will be super positive. If you plant trees of doing good to your neighbors, doing good to your family, doing good to your colleagues, doing good to the man on the street, doing good especially to fellow believers, if you sow seeds called doing good, I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you will have one of the best harvest when the time rolls around. Let us go now out on the farm and let us pull out the weeds that are there. Today and every day onward, we are planting the seeds of doing good, just like the farmer's playbook recommends. Mm. 